Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. There were lots of suspects in the murder of a millionaire oil man and many salivating over the man's estate. And that fact alone helped crack the case. Ron and Rosanna Shaw had just moved into their luxurious new home in Youngsville, Louisiana. But they still had some things to do before the birth of their new baby. On this night, Ron helped his pregnant wife by doing the grocery shopping. Ronnie put two bags of groceries on my arms. We started walking towards the house. And all of a sudden, three men jumped from behind the garage. I was in shock. I was just waiting for them to shoot me. They put the guns to my head. They told Rosanna to open the safe in the master bathroom. I tried to open the safe, and I just couldn't. I was so nervous, I was shaking. Then he said, you better open it this time, or I'm going to kill you. Rosanna finally remembered the combination. He was disappointed. I guess he was expecting a lot of money, a lot of cash in there, but it wasn't a lot. The men took $7,000 in cash and a box of jewelry. And I thought, okay, now he's going to kill me. In desperation, Rosanna begged for her life. I got on my knees and I told him I'm pregnant. The killer backed off, but left her with a warning. He said, if you come out of here, I'm going to kill you. The men left and Rosanna called police. 52-year-old Ronald Shaw was pronounced dead at the scene. Police knew right away that this was an inside job. Whoever was responsible for the death had to know the layout of the home, or certainly at least that there was a safe contained inside the bathroom of the home. Rosanna was unable to give a detailed description of the killers because they were wearing masks. I could tell they were young, they were black males, and they, uh, the first one uh, was wearing a, a red ski mask with some black around the eyes. He's the one that was very close to me. He had uh, some gold teeth. Ron Shaw was a successful oil man. He had developed the concept of placing global positioning satellite chips in his drill bits, which improved accuracy when drilling for oil. Although the Shaws were a wealthy couple, police weren't sure the motive was robbery. They left jewelry in the safe. They left an additional $5,500 in the safe, gold coins that were valuable. He had $1,133 in his pocket. He had a Rolex watch on his arm, and none of these were taken. 
and police found the box full of jewelry several hundred yards behind the Shaw's home. We had considered that the motive may have been uh, a murder for hire as opposed to a robbery. The question was, who wanted Ron Shaw dead? Ron Shaw's murder was a major news story in Louisiana and the entire Gulf Coast region. It was huge. It was characterized as a well-organized home invasion of people who the police believe laid in wait for the Shaw family. The victim was portrayed as a very wealthy business executive. And then to have him killed in front of his wife certainly hit a nerve with society in general. The Shaw's home was only a few months old. Not all of the landscaping had been completed. And this produced the first piece of evidence. It's a new construction. There was builder sand in the back of the house. So as the suspects stepped in that sand in the back of the house and, and went through the house, they left real nice shoe impressions down the hallway. The outside print was preserved with a substance called denstone kind of like pancake batter. Then you're able to, to lift those impressions and bring them back to the crime laboratory. Inside the home, investigators lit the hardwood floors from various angles and saw two more sets of shoe impressions. Criminalists lifted the prints with gelatin strips. You roll the gelatin with the black side down onto your question shoe impression. And when you peel it off, the adhesive and the gelatin adheres to the dust particles on the floor. With some research, investigators identified the prints outside as a pair of size 10 Nike Air Jordans. The perpetrators inside also wore Nike shoes. One wore the Air Metal Force model, the other, the Shocks trainers. When police interviewed the neighbors, several of them said they saw a burgundy-colored car parked a short distance away from the Shaw's home. The vehicle was occupied by black males. Either they uh, observed these black males within the vehicle or standing outside the vehicle. Uh, but it was parked in, in front of a vacant lot in this particular neighborhood, uh, so it did stand out. And about a mile from the crime scene... Search dogs found a potentially crucial piece of evidence. While they were walking around on the roadway, they discovered a red ski mask with blue outlines on it next to the roadway, which was in direct line of sight to the rear of the victim's property. This ski mask, red with dark trimming around the eyes, was similar to the one described by Rosanna Shaw. At Ron's autopsy, the medical examiner confirmed that Ron Shaw was shot three times with a 38 caliber weapon. There were two torso shots. One of those torso shots, the bullet remained. The other torso shot, the bullet went all the way through his body. In the yard, investigators found the projectile that passed through Shaw's body. This, along with the two bullets from inside Shaw's body, were sent to the forensics lab. Under a microscope, firearms expert Chris Henderson discovered 
that the lands and grooves on two bullets were the same. The third bullet was different. We determined that we had two different shooters based on the, the class characteristics of the bullets. In their search for potential suspects, police had to consider whether Rosanna Shaw had anything to do with her husband's murder. Ron's grown son from his first marriage certainly thought so. He had distrust for her. He wondered what her motivation was for marrying his father. Had she married for money? And there were others who had a potential motive. A background check revealed Ron had shifted funds from one oil drilling research project to another. One was successful, the other wasn't, which created substantial losses for investors. There were a couple of them that had actually lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. It it didn't surprise them at all that the victim had met such a violent death because they felt that his business practices were, were dubious and unethical. With so many potential avenues to explore, investigators focused first on who knew that the Shaws had a safe. The people that knew about the safe was the safe company, uh, my family, Ronnie's family, people at the office, the architect, the construction workers, friends. There was a lot of people that could have known about the safe. The general contractor who built the Shaw's home fully cooperated with authorities. Ernest Touchet revealed the names of several disgruntled employees that he felt might play a role and later added that he also had uh, two grandsons that had worked on the home and that had also recently had several run-ins with the law. But investigators dismissed that idea. The perpetrators were black, yet Ernest Touchette and presumably his grandsons were white. And Ron Shaw knew these boys personally. Ernest Touchette came to my husband and asked to hire his two grandchildren to keep them out of trouble. You know, they needed to do something. So my husband said, sure. He, he, my husband really appreciated uh, the grandfather, Ernest Touchette. So he said, of course, bring your two grandchildren and uh, I'll hire them. Police didn't believe the Touchette boys would repay Ron Shaw's kindness in this way. Or would they? The owner of the construction company who had built the Shaw's new home, Ernest Touchette, told police he feared his two grandsons might have been involved in Ron's murder. Initially... Police thought little of it since the perpetrators were black and Ernest Touchette was white. Until they looked at the mugshots of his grandsons. Shannon Touchette was a black male and was a product of a interracial marriage uh, that his mother had had uh, during her earlier years. 17-year-old Shannon Touchette had worked on Ron Shaw's home and would have known about the safe hidden in the master bathroom closet. Investigators went to Shannon's home. He wasn't there, but his mother was, and she was very helpful. She reported to us that she had found some uh, bullets in a black bag, uh, a black bag that she recalled had uh, 
at one time also contained ski masks and drugs. Police found the bag in Shannon's bedroom. The drugs and ski masks were gone. But they did find 13 unfired 38 caliber bullets. Investigators wondered whether these bullets matched the ones that killed Ron Shaw. Firearms expert Chris Henderson examined the knurls on the fatal bullets. Knurls are the ridge-like protrusions that hold the lubrication needed to fire them. Henderson then compared those knurls with the knurls on the bullets in Shannon Touchette's bag. We had the same number of knurls, same width, and those knurls look kind of like railroad tracks going around the outer surface of the, that bullet. All the physical characteristics, everything that we could physically see and measure were indistinguishable from one another. We could not tell the difference between one and the other. Police brought Shannon Touchette in for questioning. He insisted he knew nothing about Ron Shaw's murder. He said he was with his girlfriend that night. She did uh, verify his alibi and stated that Shannon Touchette was in fact with her in Lake Charles. But looking at Shannon's shoes, investigators noticed he was wearing Nike Air Jordan basketball shoes similar to the shoe impressions at the crime scene. Scientists took casts of Shannon's shoes and compared them to the cast from the impression in the sand outside Ron Shaw's home. We concluded that the the shoe impressions at the crime scene were basically indistinguishable from those of Shannon Touchette's shoes. They had the same wear, the same physical characteristics. They were Nike Air Jordan, same size. Shannon's own mother disputed his alibi. She told investigators that Shannon was out with two friends on the night of the murder, Reggie Basil and Ronald Benson. And they were driving a burgundy car, similar to the one witnesses saw near the murder scene. When questioned, both Reggie Basil and Ronald Benson denied any involvement in the robbery and murder. Police obtained a search warrant and confiscated all of the shoes belonging to the two men. But none matched the shoe impressions found inside Shaw's home. So investigators decided to look for genetic material inside the red ski mask that had been discarded after the murder. The forensic scientist turned the mask inside out and swabbed around the mouth area hoping to pick up cells from saliva. Using the entire surface area of the swab to collect as much of the potential cellular material that's there. Using a DNA test called STR, or short tandem repeats, scientists found DNA from three different individuals inside the mask. But investigators needed to know who was wearing the mask before it was discarded. To find out, they analyzed the swab from the ski mask to determine who left most of the saliva behind. And the results of this test were clear. In this case, the major contributor DNA um, matched uh, that of Ronald Benson. The red ski mask was very important because it corroborated the story that we were able to receive from Mrs. Shaw. Mrs. Shaw indicated that the person with the red mask was the most aggressive in the robbery. The identity of the other two DNA profiles in the mask 
was inconclusive. The ski mask implicated Ronald Benson. The shoe impression outside the Shaw's home implicated Shannon Touchette. But there was no forensic evidence linking Reggie Basil to the crime. As an investigator, that's a little hard to swallow. You know, that's a little hard to leave in the end of the day with, knowing that there's nothing else you can do and you feel fairly certain of who's responsible for doing it. Investigators hoped that would change. Shannon Touchette, Reggie Basil, and Ronald Benson were all arrested for the murder of Ron Shaw. It was decided that the only way was to arrest all three suspects simultaneously and interview them in the same building at the same time, going from room to room until we got the confessions from all of them. Shannon Touchette, the individual that was the ringleader, the one that had the uh, information about uh, the location of the safe, he ultimately turned on his two uh, associates. Shannon admitted that Benson and Basil both participated in the murder. Benson and Ronald was going to go in the house. When she opened the door, I was going to stand outside and wait for him. Shannon said that the motive was robbery. This was how Shannon repaid Ron Shaw for giving him a job at his grandfather's request. Well, I was talking about my job. Which Mr. Shaw, he was paying me good. I was telling him about, about that and how he had money and stuff. We started planning for it like two weeks before. And then we finally went and did it. Prosecutors say the three men drove to Ron Shaw's neighborhood and waited for the Shaws to come home. Witnesses saw the three men loitering in the area. When the Shaws arrived, they were ambushed. Ronald Benson fired twice. Reggie Basil fired the third shot. Shannon Touchette stayed outside, leaving the shoe impressions in the sand. Benson and Basil took Rosanna inside and forced her to open the safe. For reasons that are unclear, they didn't take all of the valuables inside the safe. But they spared Rosanna's life. I think my daughter saved my life that night. When I told that man that I was pregnant, he just did something to his mind that decided not to kill me and... Yes, my daughter saved my life. While running to the getaway car, they dropped the box full of jewelry. As they drove away, Benson threw his ski mask out of the car, unaware that it contained his DNA. Shannon Touchette left ammunition matching the fatal bullets in his gym bag. The murder weapons have never been found, nor the shoes that left the impressions inside the Shaw's home. Shannon Touchette and Reggie Basil both pled guilty to first-degree murder and aggravated robbery and were sentenced to life in prison. Ronald Benson chose to go to trial. The jury found him guilty. He got the same sentence, life in prison. 
The forensic efforts on the part of our crime lab were invaluable to a final conclusion in this case. Without them, there would have been no uh, conviction for any of the three defendants. It was amazing to me the, about the DNA, the, the shoe prints, all the evidence they can gather from the crime, crime place, you know, uh, that can help find out who, who did it. There's a lot of technology. If things are done right, everything falls into place. And sometimes a little bit of luck helps.